Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 11th of March. Gosh, time is just whipping by. I think we have like a ton of birthdays in March, mine included, but I think we're starting in a couple of days. We have um, Paul Clark's birthday um, on the 13th, and then it's like cascades. There's a ton of birthdays in March after that. So I guess September years ago was a very busy month. But it's very cool um, that we're actually, after saying it was a very busy month, talking about couples and why doing small things together actually keeps them together. There's always this question of there isn't enough time. We don't have enough time. I feel like I'm always running, and by the time I sit down at the end of the day, I just fall asleep. And there's questions about, you know, should we spend more time apart or should we spend more time together? Because people spend way too much time together, don't even know who they are apart. And then there's people who, you know, have to squeeze in an hour a day where meals aren't even eaten together. And and then that hour that they do spend is watching television because, It's the only time that they have. So they're doing like two things at once. So where do we draw the line and why does and do small things and doing things that just mean like nothing in the big picture? You're taking out the trash together even or something like that. Why and how does that keep two people feeling like They not only have a relationship, but have a friendship. Because that's where we're going today. Is are you friends with your partner? Because if you are friends, you enjoy spending time together. Like you guys really have fun. If you had a choice to do it by yourself or with them, you would choose to do it with them. And you guys just talk about anything. Doesn't Everything doesn't have to be a talk and solving a problem and all of that, but just you're talking about anything. Like maybe where you'd like to go in the future or what you were thinking or maybe a childhood story or maybe you're just talking about your neighbor who's not feeling well and how you're going to go help them or you know, what you're going to buy when you go to the store, maybe what you're thinking to get into. But when you spend time together like that, what happens is there's this normalcy that kicks in that feels the way we used to feel when we were children. That safe feeling like, hey, we're, we're moving as a unit, the way we do when we were kids. And that feeling, when that kicks in, that turns the two of you, even if there are no children yet, feeling like a family unit. Not like, this is my partner and I'd be upset if she did this and she did that. And there's this whole long laundry list. 
those kinds of things go away when everything you do is open to you being together. doesn't mean you have to do everything together. Sometimes spending way too much time doesn't give you a chance to do other things, build relationships, you know, have friendships or, you know, feel like, oh, I can't run to the store. Not like that. That would take you to an unhealthy place. Doing little things together, that, I know it's going to sound weird, other than that beginning where you want to do everything together, but let's say four years down the road, three years down the road, seven years down the road, as a couple, you will not feel time go by. It, it like, hits this stride where it doesn't matter if you were together just that one year or 25 years. You're like, wow, where did the time go? Because life is like a working machine. It's just there, and the variables aren't about whether or not you're going to be together. The variables aren't about things you do that, you know, upset the other person. All of that stuff gets worked out in those little things. It's really cool how that happens because you could say you're just doing something, maybe even just going for a walk after dinner. And you would be like, by the way, when we talked about whatever, when we were talking about Joe, our friend, I remembered I did something like that. And I didn't want to tell you either. I know it hurt your feelings that Joe didn't tell you, but I just felt embarrassed at the time that that happened to me. And because of that, I did not feel comfortable enough to tell you. And it just comes out in the walk. And they're like, oh, wow, well, you know, it wouldn't have bothered me if you told me. Oh, well, that's good to know. And then you just know stuff like that. It's not like you are, you know, having to set aside time to talk to do those things. So when those kinds of conversations start happening naturally, organically, you start to feel that level of safetiness. Like that feeling like, oh man, there's nothing I could do wrong. There's nothing I can do wrong. There is a man, and he's an awesome man and very, like, self-respectful. And he's older, and it's an amazing – I don't even know how to tell you what knowing him is like. It's like watching somebody who read the book on just how to know when to stand back and how to know when to jump in which is something we learn when we do the small things together. We know what's ours. We know what isn't. We don't feel, surprisingly, when we do spend a lot of time together because it increases trust. Like we have to tell the other person what to do because we know what they're going to do. And there's that sense of, hey, I got this, and the other person just literally can walk away and go do something else and know that you really got it and know that you're really going to do it. 
But I had a man, and and the same man, but he's just um, very, I want to say not careful about his words, but very thoughtful behind his words. And he once said, there is nothing you could do that would ever make you unattractive to me. There's nothing you could do. And when you hear something like that, you stop and you think to yourself, oh my gosh, even when I wake up in the morning, even when I and you fill in the blank and no, there's nothing you could ever do. And when you say things like that, those things come out normally, naturally, just because you're there. But you may never hear those good feelings, those good thoughts that just come to mind and maybe get forgotten by the end of the day or even by the time they see you. Or they think, oh, that's silly if I say that. It's not silly. It means a lot to the other person to know that that's how you feel. Time apart is great. Like let's say the woman has a girl's day or a girl's weekend with her friends and they go to the spa or do whatever they do. or you you are apart when you're working or you might just you know need once in a while to have a day to yourself and catch up that's healthy but those small things are where the best and biggest conversations happen that keep your relationship alive and I'm going to carry that over to that being true with our children, with our children, which I think is so key because the longer they're there, the more time you spend, the more they talk, and the better you get to know them. The better we get to know each other, and this is the step that takes us to the better place. The better we know each other, whether it is our partner or it is our children, because these are people we live with, we end up having different kinds of partnerships. Remember, love is love is love. It's the relationships that are different. But let's say you do spend time with your family and you do spend time with your partner and something hits the fan. And it totally surprises you. It's like, what would make you do that? Maybe your partner spent too much money that you had earmarked for something else and didn't let you know first. And it totally surprised you. You were really upset. The way you approach it would be different. When we don't spend enough time with each other and we don't have that like positive conversation flow that has 
nothing to do with anything. You're just talking about the news or you're talking about the weather as well. When the big stuff hits, you understand that person so well that your first thought isn't to hurt them. Your first thought would be to ask questions. And what would hurt them more than you screaming and showing how right you are would be that they hurt the relationship. People do the small things together and not just leave it on one partner or the other, but they just enjoy it. When that happens, you also do the big things together. You also get that there is this time when things may not feel good, may not look good. You may argue, but you do not destroy. It all goes back to the recovery after the argument, after the disagreement, after the conflict. When we talk to couples who have been together for years, and you ask them, what did you guys do? How did you guys stay together all this time? And you seem to be really happy about it. They will look at you and go, I don't know. Oh, my gosh, I can't even believe it's been 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. That's where they don't feel the time. Just you by yourself. You're living your life. And you enjoy your own time. Like, let's say you're just alone. Maybe you're not with a partner right now. And you enjoy your days. You enjoy putting your things together. You enjoy going shopping for the house. You enjoy sitting alone. Either you're reading a book or you call somebody or you're talking or you meet somebody for dinner or whatever it is, planning your days, planning your life, going to work. You enjoy those small moments with yourself. You don't feel like, oh, why am I alone? Like When I hear that, I think, oh, my gosh, if that's what's going through your head, You're beating yourself up all day. Oh, nobody wants to be with me. Oh, I just wish I was in a relationship. Oh, all those thoughts block the energy from coming to us because we are already convinced it is pushed away. There's people who came to me early in their relationships who were always worried their partner was going to cheat on them. And I thought, why out of all the things, if somebody took the time to be with you and marry you and you're still newly married, where does this fear come from? Because it has nothing to do with the other person. And do you know what answer I got? Not yet. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you are setting yourself up. You are setting the other person up. Because even if that person, the other person, did not have the thought to cheat, the fact that it is talked about all the time makes them feel like they're going to do it. 
even though they may not want to, even though they may not do it. But the thoughts, the energy that they are exchanging with, with their partners, can really, really take away from that relationship. And to reel them in was like one of the hardest things I had to do. And it it started with the man trying to convince her the whole time that he wasn't going to do that. And I thought, well, that's not working, which is why you are here. And I had to ask the other person, other than the fact that this has happened to her before, why is that all she can think about? Because she was robbing that relationship of their time together, worrying about their time apart. And then there's also that need to control. There's also that need to keep the other person answering to you. And if one person has to answer to the other person, over time, that becomes exhausting. The more time we spend doing the little things, that one-on-one time, it keeps the relationship healthy and alive. Because we are sucked into our work. We are sucked into activities. And the relationship is what gets neglected. And you feel like you know the people at work better than you know the people at home. You've spent more time with the people at work than you're spending with the people at home. Because now you're doing the small things with the people at work, not with the people at home. So you naturally are going to know them better. That's how powerful doing the small things are, no matter where you're at. And then the person at home will be like, oh, we never see each other. Oh, we're so busy. We only get to share weekends together. And then the stuff at work is so much, they don't even have time to tell you all of it. So when you make the relationship, and sometimes at the beginning it's hard to make that time. But if you take the time to make the time and you enjoy the time together because it's non-threatening, it's not like every time you're together it's about what's wrong, that long laundry list. Because now it's going to be like, oh, every time I meet with my wife it's because everything that's going wrong and there's nothing, nothing that comes back that makes us feel like we're doing well. Because my small time, my small things spent with other people. When people feel like they are too far apart and they don't have enough energy exchanges to keep them together, they, in a really weird way, work themselves out of each other. I've heard many times men ask their wives to work them back into their lives. Like, how did we get here? We actually like each other, but how do we not feel like we know each other anymore? People who've raised their children and then they empty nests 
And now they have time to be together. And they're like, oh, my God, who are you? Geez, we've grown. We're like fast forward 20 years later. We were so busy that we just kept going like a well-oiled machine. But I, I don't know you. Who, who are you? There were people in the town where my kids, where we grew up, but I was a single mom there. And I think I was one of two single moms that I knew in the whole town at the time. But what happened was the parents waited till the youngest child finished school and then they'd get divorced. And it wasn't like it happened once or twice. It was like a movement to the point where kids would be saying, oh, my gosh, mom and dad, are you planning to do what so-and-so did? Because the first ones that we knew of that did it, their families were destroyed. Because here this well-oiled machine was going, 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 and then it was actually gone. And I ended up taking care of or listening to or helping their kids. And in some cases, the moms. Because they were so far apart that their plan was to break up, not to stay together. Which, in a weird way, gave them permission to kind of live apart while they were together. And when that happens, that just doesn't happen to the spouse, it happens to the whole family. And then the sad part is the two that are heading the family already knew that, and the kids didn't. So they're, you know, the truth and the love and the purity that they thought existed there all gets pierced, all gets shaken because they're like, oh, my gosh, we thought everything was great, and it wasn't because we associate breaking up or not being together or divorce with only negative feelings. And then our perception of reality is distorted. And if you're the guy, you want to be like your dad. And if you're the girl, you want to be like your mom. And the whole town divides. This was in the beginning. Because not enough small things were done together. Because when we do the small stuff, the big stuff has a template to work from. Because what I was getting from the children were, wow, my parents were together for 30 years and they broke up. So if I'm going to be with someone, I could be with someone for 30 years and still break up. And the whole fear of breaking up, the whole fear of cheating, the whole fear of these things stems from where we came from, not just what happens to us in relationships. Going back to the girl who was so worried that her new husband was going to inevitably cheat on her because the behavior that we see in our homes dominates how we behave when we are as well in a relationship. If a father didn't respect the mother, 
if the mother didn't pay attention to the children. These kinds of things over time will make the difference. It's like, you know, the sayings, we reap what we sow. What are we reaping right now? What am I doing in my life right now that I love? And if your list is only one or two things and the list of you doing stuff you don't like is three or four, switch that up. Find a way to learn to say no to what isn't working because the relationship you allow and you have with yourself will duplicate in your relationship with another person because there's no way we can change who we are without paying attention to what we're doing. And sometimes you may look and say, wow, and this is about accepting where you are. I enjoy this. I enjoy that. Wow, you know what? I was thinking that a year ago that I wanted to pay more attention to this, and look, it happened. (gasps) Wow, I did it. Now I can do even more. But to also acknowledge when you are doing well. Because we have a tendency to look at what's not working. But you know what? I do enjoy my time with my partner. I do enjoy my time with my kids. Just saying that, when you are with them and they do something that makes you like, oh my gosh, they keep doing that over and over again. Instead of saying, you always do that. Stop doing that. Which is, I know it just sounds like a simple statement, but it feels very disrespectful coming. You'll be like, Man, one day you're going to outgrow that habit. That's a crazy habit. And you guys can laugh at each other, look at each other in a way that doesn't feel threatening. Yesterday we had a ton of rain in um, Southern California, which, you know, they always say it never rains in California. Well, barely. But it did, and I loved it. So I was going out with my daughter, and we were going out of town, like an hour and a half away, which was our drive. So here we're going. And in the morning, she texts me and said, it's going to rain. Are you still going? I'm like, are you kidding? Of course I'm going. I want to drive in the rain. I miss the rain. Coming from the Midwest, I'm going to miss something. Well, what I miss is the rain. So I'm like, I'll be there at like 8.30. I'll be there. So I get there. And we were going. We went up. We did what we wanted to do. And we were driving back. And the rain hit. I only had like five feet of visibility. I haven't seen rain that hard. And she's looking at me scared. And I looked at her and I'm like, I love this. I love this. And just me saying I love this. Talk about small things. Just driving in the rain together allowed her to enjoy the rain. Had I said, oh, my God, this scares me to death. I don't think I can drive in this. She would have been scared to death because I'm teaching her who she is, who we are, how we think by spending that kind of time together. 
just by spending that kind of time together. And then we turned on the music and we sang for an hour. And my voice was hoarse by the time I got home. But it was, we were just, it, it, we were laughing at ourselves most of that time. Just by looking at each other. Because, you know, here I'm driving in it and she's dancing and singing in the seat next to me. And I never seen anyone dance like that while they were sitting. But it was just that. That was just what it was. But that fed me the rest of the day and even this morning when I woke up it just felt so good to feel good when we can accept those experiences not as a fluke but as our everyday life our everyday life changes focus on what works in you and around your life and you will bring more of it to your life You guys, my time is already almost up. I can't. Time just flies with you guys. I love you guys. I will see you guys tomorrow on Dream Theme Thursday. And Liam writes, it's the 11th day of the month. Yes, it is, you guys. Make it great. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show.